You're listening to the CHN Radio Podcast. Make plans to be part of the Toonami 2019 meetup in Denver, Colorado. Join us for a pint at the Hogshead and Celtic February 22nd through 24th with our special guest, Warren Barton. Pete Mackham's allowed. How are you, the lads? CHN Radio episode 43. We are coming back with a little delay. From, you guys must have missed us. I'm with a man who I miss. Elijah Newsom. Nice. That's really it. Bringing, I'm bringing the energy tonight. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, no. I'm excited. Uh, Stoke, dude. You know what's crazy, Greg? And longtime listeners will know this. Um, but in two days, Greg and I will will meet each other for the first time. Yeah, for the first damn time. Yeah, it's wild. It's and which is insane because there were moments where I was in Atlanta in the same area as Greg, and we just couldn't even. We never made it happen. <laughs> yeah. So now and there's like literally there's no there's no obstacle that can prevent us. It's from, happening. Uh, yeah, it, it's like it's and happening. It's in like, the most unlikely place that we ever thought we would meet. Denver, city of uh, um, city of, of, of pines, pines. <laughs> yep, pines and snow. Oh yeah, a lot of snow. Oh, speaking of snow, it's uh, where Greg is in Las Vegas. It's snowing. So I am. I'm in the desert, the high desert, as some would say. Oh, and it is currently... the, the, the high deserts, Denver. Well, no, because they're not. A <laughs> but you see oh, that just there? Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah, you weren't emphasizing the desert, were you? Yeah, I was not emphasizing the desert part. Um, yeah, it's it's currently snowing. I'm looking out the window, and and white stuff is falling. Mm. Um, I'm not happy about it. Can't say well, I am. It's okay. It's well, hey, in eleven years that it's happened, it's great. In twelve um, years, yeah. Uh, there is one important thing. Happy birthday, Greg. Oh yeah. Well, That's- in the East Coast, happy birthday. Not where you are. Yeah, uh, yeah, happy birthday. By the time <laughs> this it. podcast comes out, happy birthday. It is yes. my ninth annual 21st birthday. Yeah. Um, so it should be a pretty pretty solid rager right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll do it. Well, yeah, by the time you're listening to this, Greg is probably drunk. Yes. Or, yeah, definitely. Yeah, like, 100%. they'll listen to it tomorrow. Tomorrow at, like, 6 a.m. And you're already yeah. just hammered. Yeah, that's probably a really good... Really good chance of that happening. Um, so, in case you like, just for some reason haven't been listening, we're going to be sitting at a bar in Denver, Colorado, with Warren Barton talking about the club we love, mm. and that's going to happen this weekend. Bart so, Daddy. Yeah. So good luck, everybody. 
because it's going to be quite the event. Um, so we're, today we're going to talk about a little bit of club news. We're going to preview the match against Huddersfield. Um, but first, give us a rating on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. And subscribe. Yeah, subscribe. Give us a five-star rating. Write a little blurb. It, it literally takes eight seconds. I know on iTunes you don't you don't have to have a username or anything. You just go <laughs> on there. You just literally <laughs> type something, click five stars, and submit. That's it. We it should just make no everyone at the live pod just take out their phones and rate us five yeah, stars. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, be, like, we should definitely clutch. do that. That would be so funny. That would be clutch. Uh, but it, it just helps us get out there to more Newcastle fans. So that's why we're doing it. Um, so please do that. It'd be wonderful. Follow us at coming home and UFC. Our podcast account is at coming or I lied at CHN underscore radio. And then check out our website, coming home, Newcastle.com. You'll get every, everything on there from the U 18s all the way up to the senior club. And let's get into some club news. Elijah, did you, did you go to Spain? Uh, no, I heard uh, that there was people who went to Spain. Yeah, small amount, but people were there. And our Graham Bell, future author Graham Bell. Oh, yeah, future uh, author. He has a book. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he was there. And uh, so that's the first thing I want to talk about. We're not going to do a full review of it, uh, but because I will. It's not necessary to do yeah, that. Yeah, it, the way I describe this is it was a good workout. Yeah. Yeah, um, 2,200 spectators in attendance, so cheers to y'all. But um, I will say the one thing I did want to talk about is the goal for Newcastle. So it was a 1-1 draw against Cheka Moscow. I don't know if we should call it CSKA or Cheka or – This is what the CSK Moscow. CSK? Have, yeah, CSK. Okay. CSK Moscow, yeah. Like one of my one of my friends I worked with at the USL, he uh, he's actually from. Oh Moscow. yeah, you told me. A huge CSK Moscow fan, and they call it CSK Moscow. Yeah, you and know that it was super cool. But anyway, you know that they're like the army's club. Yeah, dude. No, it's crazy. They're like Russian football. This is we can do it's a whole, whole podcast. Big, yeah, it's, it's so whole... crazy. It's like industry zone yeah. teams. But anyway, so they, that's... so they are like the club for the army of. Russia and like so like if you're a government official like you support this club like this yeah you have no choice actually so yeah and people um, wonder why they're so good <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, so it was one one draw at the end of it but it, it was a 16th minute goal for Newcastle and then um, uh, Moscow tied it the 40th minute and no goals in the second half but it was actually DeAndre Yedlin our American prince he had a killer cross on this so he's running up the right side and he like curled a banger like low well like mid-level no it was high because Rondon jumped but it just like I don't know it looked like low and fast and he curled it right past two defenders at the back post and Rondon chested it down and fired home from pretty close range make it one nothing I mean give me more of that give me all of that right yeah oh my gosh I love it yeah so, uh, and just to name the names, like the starting lineup, Darlow started in net. And you had Yedlin, Bereka, Cher, Lascelles, Lejeune, and then Key, Diame, Rondon, Almiron, and Kennedy yep. all started. And, and then Kennedy we, had a terrible game. Yeah, Kennedy had a terrible game. Almiron had a good game. 
Um, uh, and, I, and, and people I think, were freaking out about uh, Darlow starting, but it was because he was coming back from injury. Like this, like like Greg yeah, said, it was, been a hurt. it was a glorified practice. Like yeah, that's a, the reason Bereka started, Amarun started, the reason Key and Diame started. Like all these people were returning from injury, or they just joined the team, and so you get a week uh, back in training, and it's like you're not gonna, you're obviously gonna take the opportunity to get these guys in a match and getting at match speed as soon as you possibly can. So that was yeah. honestly the purpose of this. But yeah. Good, good stuff from everyone. Um, and then the second half game, we made a ton of subs, so I'll go through those. It was uh, eleven subs. Yeah, we subbed the whole side out. Uh, Woodman <laughs> yeah. for Darlow, Mankio for Yedlin, Atsu for Bereka, Fernandez for Cher, Dummett for Lasalle, so Dummett's back. Uh, Longstaff for Lejeune, Hayden for Key, Muto for Diame, Hasalu for Rondon, Perez for Almiron, and Richie for Kennedy. Um, so. A lot of good – I mean, it was a good workout. That's how I would describe it, right? Yeah. I mean, and did you see that writer that just, like, absolutely – I don't know who it was – just got roasted by everyone because he tweeted out that, like – he was, like he, tw- like, he wrote a story or and tweeted about how, like, Al Marone wasn't as good as people thought he was. Oh, man, that he was – pulled off at halftime. And then, like, he – That was tweeted. such clickbait. I mean, and, yeah. I, I don't even believe he believes that. Like, Yeah, I, and then he – because then he tweeted about how, like, they subbed all 11 players. Yeah. And then he, like, went back and was like, oh, Almiron played well. And I was like, duh. Anyway, that was just something yeah. that happened. All right, what's up next? Um, one more thing is Rafa said it's a positive because new players, Bereka and Almiron, know the players around them. Obviously, when you have games, it is hard, but we had this chance after the transfer window, so it worked out good for everyone. Yeah. All right, next, we have Diame extension. Elijah, take us away. I mean, basically, I think Mo Diame has a few more games that automatically triggers a year-long extension. Yeah, three uh, more. Four. Yeah, and so, like, there's – I don't really understand why people are it's, – it's one of those things where, like, this has happened the past – couple this over the past 10 days been very slow news week um and so we're getting stories on everything and so this is somehow a story uh because i guess the club could just renegotiate with him and do like a two-year deal and i guess that's what people want is like at least a two-year deal but it at the end of the day it doesn't matter like i'd be shocked if diame doesn't make three more appearances by the end of the season and he should get his year-long extension um at that point he will be 32 31 or 32. Um, so, uh, it'll pro- I mean, it'll probably get end up getting sold um, either uh, in the summer or uh, – well, maybe not in the summer. Maybe in the winter, depending yeah. on what happens. I mean, there was reports from uh, the Chronicle again saying uh, that uh, Rafa wants like a – if he's in here in the summer, he wants at least four or five new signings. So, that would obviously mean some outgoings. Uh, Hayden, Diame, uh, possibly Matt Ritchie. You know, people you need to cut. Like, I did a Newcastle career mode. I was telling Greg this, and I've sold, like, half the team. Because you look at it, and you're like, ugh. Like, half our squad's, like, up there in age. Like, you, you got you to gotta get rid of some of these guys. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that, that's kind of it. It's, not, it's, a, it's a non-story, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, it would just trigger one-year extension. Good for him if he get, appears in three more matches before the end of the year. Um, next thing is Sean Longstaff, our prince. Uh, he... Had another accolade come his way. He's been getting a lot of press, media attention, which I love just being a fan of his for a little while now. But he was Young Player of the Month from Match, Match of the Day magazine for January 2019. 
That's the UK's best-selling football magazine. Um, and they recognize him as being the best young player of the entire league. So they had a whole interview on him. You can check that out. It's on. It's readily available online, but at least wanted to mention that. Congrats, Sean Longstaff, on that. But, uh, next thing, Lascelles to Man United? Question mark. Question mark. But that's what they're saying. They said that um, Harry Maguire, Toby Alderward, Alderward. Alderwild. I know. I like saying his name weird. Cause Alder weird? It's like Alder Weird. Dude, just to- Toby Alder Dubs. Weird. Toby Dubs. They should, they should call yeah. him that, Toby Dubs. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Diego Godlin, Godin from Atletico Madrid. Godin? Linked. Nah, really? It's oh, Godin. Wow. I just, I just <laughs> All right, so this is another confession. This is a brown liquor special for me. Okay. Um, for podcast. Which, so. like, the next podcast is going to be a, a liquor beer special for everyone. Yeah, it's going to be the all of the above special. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be – mm, who knows? Yeah, there could be other other things involved as well. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, uh, when in when in, uh, in Denver? Yeah, sunny Denver. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, all those players were linked, and it, the reports are saying that like Manchester United wanted Lascelles, and they were pushing for him the most. And apparently, like a deal was pretty close, but just like there is a lot, still a lot of things to work out as far as like. You know, we were close on on a on a fee, but wasn't like fully accepted, and like ah, we want a little bit more. So nothing happened, obviously. Um, so it's something to watch this summer, but definitely worth mentioning because we, I guess, without realizing it, almost lost Lascelles, which would have made me more sad than I would expect. Cause I, I like oh, yeah. Lascelles. Oh yeah, no, I like him too. It's gonna be sad. It's like when Colacini left. It was like you yeah. kind of knew it was well, happening, but it was still. I I was yeah. still kind of sad. Because I was like, yeah, I just, think I think he Colacini, was so associated with the club, you know. I think Colatini's a little bit more of a lead legend than well, yeah, Lascelles, but I I definitely get it. I definitely get your comparison. Yeah, it's an extreme comparison, but there hasn't been a like Colo was and like yeah, and there there also hasn't been a player that we've seen leave that like you would miss as much, you know. Like that's also that, really like in, <laughs> in recent history, like. Maybe you could argue Townsend. Like I think Townsend, like people loved him while he was yeah, in but he but he was there for six left, months, so that <laughs> that tainted it too. Yeah, and yeah. and and everyone kind of understood. I feel like people weren't as mad at, about him leaving as they were at like like Daryl Yanmat or something like that. Where it's yeah, like, all right, yep. guy, come on. Like we know Townsend can move on to bigger things, but come on, buddy. Um, but anyway, um, but yeah, no, that that's. You know, it's one of those things also where I think if it happened, like, because Man United, they get overcharged for everything. So this could have been, and he's a young English player, even though he's not really that young anymore. Like, this could have been, like, a 50 million pound deal. And, like, people would be so pissed because 100% guarantee we would see none of that money in transfers. Yeah. Like, just, it just wouldn't, like, we would we'd be like, oh, 50 Where's million pounds. Gone? Where's the money going? It, like, yeah. it, Oh gosh! It, oh man, that'd be terrible. That yeah. like that's a bad situation around. But anyway, what's up next? Next is Amanda Staveley popped back in again. <laughs> She's so interested in Newcastle United. She spoke to a UAE paper. Uh, it's called the National. And this is the quote. I'll read the quote and then you can comment on it. I'm interested to hear this. Uh, she said, "We are big fans of Newcastle. Big fans of the team." 
We have no issues with Mr. Ashley. That is water under the bridge. It's still an interesting club to us. The fans are fantastic, but we are looking at a lot of clubs. I'm a total tomboy. I'm a football fan. I enjoy it very much. We are sensible people who invest other people's money. We would also put our own capital in. Of course we would. But with the financial fair play rules, all football clubs have to be financially stable. End quote. Uh, I mean... Comment, Elijah Newsom. <laughs> like, it's one of those things where it's like... Like, you're... Like, I mean, even if so, even if she's interested, it just looks good to say... Like, it's like, she's the... She's a, like, one thing I, I think we learned about the Stavely process is that she, like, she is much better at PR than Mike Ashley is, but she's just as devious about it like intentionally leaking her bids, like doing the sit down interview to kind of just like build fans disdain for Mike Ashley even more and kind of pin everything on Ashley rather than her. And like, even, you know, even though Ashley admits, like he says like, Hey, I didn't like negotiating with Amanda Stavely. She did this, she did that. And like people still took her side. It's like, she's, I think she's kind of playing the PR game. It's cool. Maybe she is interested. Maybe she isn't. I honestly don't care. Like, at this point, yeah, I'm that's pretty, fair too. That's a good take too. Also, I mean, it's like, just like I, like, like people it can just, say that's like means nothing. That like, what a useless like question I asked you to comment. But like, not caring about it is like so representative of how people feel about Newcastle in their current state. Like, it's yeah. completely fair to say that. Yeah, I mean, and, and I think part of it is like the whole context of the interviews. You're just talking about investing and everything, and like naturally, that question is going to come up. And if you're doing a sit-down interview anytime, and if you're like a public figure, you're coached on this in some way. And so that, that question was going to come up regardless because the whole conversation was like about investing. And it was going to come up. And so I think she had a prepared answer. Um, I think that if she was still serious, and there, if she was serious and there was water completely under the table, then she would have she made a bid like a month ago. Like, yeah. that, like at, that's at my thing. Is like if you were as serious as you say you are, you would have – Put in the three hundred thirty million pound bid, like Dunzo. Like it's it. That's done. We're we're capiche. It's done. But she didn't. So I'm like, I feel like it's just like a PR move. And at the end of the day, I really don't care. Like yep. whatever. Go with that. Uh, next thing is congrats to Martin Dubravka. As first reported by us, by the way. What? We said this. Like, I actually went back oh. so a oh. few episodes ago. We said we said this because it was announced. Like the Chronicle, it's not first report, but Chronicle wrote an article about this, and like because I was like, because when it happened, I was like, I know that I've seen this before, and I went back and like a few episodes ago, Dubrovka did something like, and and then I was like, and I think you 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 complimented. Him. I was like, yeah, there you go. That's why he's the Northeast Football Player Writers Player of the Year, and like. Yeah, he was like, like we knew his player of the year. This actually, I went back to the Chronicle article. They announced it at the beginning of January. So, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Fun fact. There we go. But, yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah um, so go back and listen. I forgot which episode it was, but just listen to all of them again. So, Dubrov- Dubrovka says that he feels like home, which is great news, honestly. Um, and he said, like, he was asked that how, how he feels at Newcastle, and Dubrovka's, and he's when he won the award. And also, I just quick announcement: according to the East Coast of the United States, the and the rest of the world, sands Pacific Time, Central Time, Pacific Time, and like Pacific Ocean, 
Um, I'm the same age as Martin Dubrovka now, so that's oh. awesome. Yeah, um, he's but making he, way more money than you. But well, we, we don't know that, dude. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah. A lot more. <laughs> All right, so he said, um, yes, I have to say that, asking if he's settled. Everybody was very friendly to me here since I came and helped me in all cases. So every week, coming home from games, traveling around, I feel like I deserve to be here. Newcastle legend Alan Shearer also commented on Dubravka. He said, the last couple of games, he has had a tough time with the mistake at Wolves and at Wembley against Spurs. But in general, he has been a fantastic buy. When you look at the fees that have been paid out for some players, he's handling his handling for the main part has been superb. If you can get over the mistakes that have happened in the past couple of games, then great. But in the main, I think he's been a super buy. And definitely agree there. And another thing is he's been like super lauded by his goalkeeping coach. Said that literally like he is in awe of him. It's the quote. Um, but Simon Smith said that like he said, well, one of the quotes I really love was like he said he's played so well. And the expectation levels have been has gone up so much for him. No disrespect to him, but we paid six million euros for him. You look at Liverpool; they paid over sixty million euros for their goalkeeper Alisson, and Chelsea paid seventy six for their keeper keeper Keppa. Keppa as the Barbola. Keeper Keppa, and then uh, Martin has shown that he is probably in the top six most consistent goalkeepers in the league, and I think that is why there has been a lot of attention on him. He is consistently. His consistency and his high standards are why we all trust him so much. Yeah. I mean, um, say the same thing about Pickford as well. 50 million pounds, I think. Yeah. Another expensive one. Yep. And, of course, Ederson started the trend of super expensive goalkeepers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the last thing is Rondon. He, Newcastle was told that they would have to fork out 16 million pounds to land Rondon. And Which, would... hey, fair play to Newcastle. You know why, Greg? What's because that? Because his, re- his release clause was 16.5 million pounds. And Newcastle, <laughs> played the, they played the waiting game. They played the long ball. And we got it down 500K to 16 million pounds. Woo! There so we look go. At us. Yeah, look at us. Um, it could go to six if we go, go to six. Dwight Gale, which obviously, like, yeah. Yeah, Greg, Greg and I, Greg, Greg knows I'm a huge proponent of them just taking Dwight Gale, and and like Greg and Brian both in our Slack chat try to tell me like it's not going to happen. Like they would not take a player who like everyone in their mom knows is not a Premier League striker and just do a straight swap. I was like, you never know. You know, they might get caught up in, they might get caught up in like how productive he's been. And yeah, he's been productive. Yeah, our loan signings have all been productive. Jacob Murphy scored. Uh, uh, two in his last three. Uh, I wouldn't say our 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 loanies are all productive. Well, I was just saying this week was good for loanies because Orlando Aaron scored and Jacob Murphy scored two in. Yeah, his last and three. um, Lazar hit the post for West yeah. Brom in a U twenty threes match. Well, Lazar is playing for Sheffield Wednesday. Oh yeah, I said West Brom. In, yeah, he played against West Brom. Yeah, okay, in their U twenty threes match. Well, you know, that's he Lazar went from a seventy six rating in FIBA to a sixty eight rating in one year. Just throwing yeah. that out there. But anyway, it's not, it's not let's take a look at the table. Yeah. Uh table, in case people forgot, Newcastle is are in sixteenth. We're only one point from relegation. 
which is Southampton right now. Uh, we have we're four goal better difference in Southampton, and then Cardiff is 17th place. Um, we are 11 goals better than them. Uh, Huddersfield are not good. They're they have 11 points, which is 14 less than us. Uh, two wins, five five draws, 19 losses, and a minus 34 goal difference to our minus 12. Uh, so this, I would have to say, is an absolute must win. In the last five, they have one draw. That's it. Um, so that leads us to the match. Playing Huddy. We're home. Yeah. Let's talk about the last time we played Huddy. How'd that go? Actually, I don't remember. Was that no. the... Wait, I... yeah, what happened? That feels like years ago. <laughs> well. You know, that's usually what happens when we play Huddersfield. But we, this is a unique, uh, I guess this match was more of a unique one because, like, we didn't lose. <laughs> oh, was that the one where Dubrovka had two goals? What do you mean? Not Dubrovka. Jeez, Rondon. <laughs> <laughs> Dubrovka had two no. goals. We really were pumping him. No, so one, one of my stats, well, I'll give up one of my stats now, is the last three matches between the clubs. Have ended one zero. Oh yes, um, I remember that. And then, and then you said that the last time I was like, "This one's going to be one zero." So and it happened. So yeah, and Dubrovka. So you mentioned Dubrovka, and he had the day. So we actually got kind of owned on paper. Huddersfield had seventy four percent possession. They had fifteen shots to our eight, and we won one nothing. Who scored? Was it Iose? Well. Washingtonism. Or was like it the? Yeah, I would like to know. That's why I asked who scored. It was Rondon. Oh, it was okay. Yeah, the assist okay. was. I mean, yours truly, Javier Minkia. <laughs> that is just wow. Yeah, it was. It was an odd game, and and Dubravko was both of our man of the match. He made some like insane saves in that one. Um, we we that's when everybody was kind of mad at Newcastle because like. Holy crap! Like we like barely won against Huddersfield. We should have lost. Like it's one of the games we got three points. We deserve zero. Um, so. But if that, I, if okay, if I remember correctly, that was like a pretty. Yeah, it was not a terrible lineup. But that was Kennedy's in the midst of his terrible games. No, and, Ken, Kennedy had a decent day there. Um, surprisingly, he had well. Okay, so he had a six. He had a six point two on on. I don't know. That's like so okay. his so his rating is is simply because his passing was abysmal. He completed thirty four percent of his passes. That's true. However, he had like a, a bunch of shots. He won some aerial duels. So it like wasn't like all a lost cause. I think he was actually on the ball more than any other. Um, I'm checking now. Yeah, he had more touches than any other Newcastle player that that match. Okay, so, I, I, uh, I think. I also looking at this team. I'm just like the team we have now is just like better than the team we put out then. Yeah, I, just one, like straight uh, up. Like we and started it's a completely different formation. It's, it's there's a lot. So let let's get into that then. Um, yeah. So we mentioned our one zero win this time. Now I want to talk about what to expect because we obviously are in a different formation. So from the injury front, I will say Diame, Darlow, Key, and Dummett all came back from injury. 
And so I would expect all of them to be available at some capacity. It depends on Rafa. Almiron, he he definitely he played 45, so you would expect him maybe. Um, I would say the only two players to miss out on Newcastle side are Rob Elliott, which obviously not a concern to anybody, and Shelby I don't think is going to play. Yeah, uh, but Shelby's, Shelby's close. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, so Jonas Lossy and Chris Lowe both missed their match, uh, Huddersfield slash match to Arsenal. Um, it was an illness, I guess, but it was two weeks ago. So I think that they should be fine. Um, Carlin Grant came off the bench against Arsenal and he scored. Um, so uh, he might be a starter for them. And then Philip Billing, uh, he was an unused substitute in our last match, but I think he will be starting also. So yeah. Elijah, take it away. What do you think Newcastle is going to, going to do? This is, this is something I've been struggling with over the past couple of days. And um, I honestly genuinely have no idea. So like if this, so if this, so I mean like, okay, I think I have every idea except for um, the obvious kind of like questionable thing is like, who's going to start in the midfield. And I think that's like, the, that's something we can address after I get to everyone else. So I think Yedlin will start on the right-hand side. Okay, we'll start back to front. Dubrovka will start in goal. Um, what, is, what has it been? It's been like Lejeune, Lascelles, and Cher. I think, I think that sounds mm-hmm. right. Um, they'll probably start. Um, and then we'll go Richie and Yedlin. Um, I honestly think Almiron and Iose should start. Um, but... I don't know if that'll happen because you have two left-footed players. So we'll see. Um, and then Rondon will start up top. In the midfield, though, is where it gets a little bit – I guess it goes – I wouldn't say it's a good problem to have. It's the same thing with the center backs where it's like – I think that, you know, if this match happened last week, I would, I would still lean towards Longstaff and Hayden because they've played, what, six – six-ish games no four or five games at least in a row somewhere like that in a row and they've played well um but you could look at the last match you could tell that some of the things that key and shelby particularly shelby does well um and would be beneficial to Almiron, and especially in terms of like the balls he plays in this three back formation that we play um would lend to him being more effective than longstaff and it's not a knock on longstaff it's just like Shelby's a better passer than Sean Longstaff, and you would hope he is. He's, like, literally 14 times as, ex- as expensive as Longstaff was. Um, well, 10. I don't know how much. I think he was, like, 10 million pounds. No, he's 14 million pounds. Okay, anyway, um, that's beside the point. The main point is um, I think with this, like, this training camp, I don't know who's going to start. I just – I legitimately have no idea because I can't – or can you couldn't really get a read based on this, the CSK Moscow – uh, friendly because it was kind of just like the the people who played all were people who you would expect to to play um, in the first forty five. It didn't feel like a starting lineup. It felt like a kind of like you said a practice kind of injury squad. Um, but I don't know if Longstaff has looked better than Key in training, or if Hayden has looked better than Diame, or if Diame and Key have just come back and are just way better than Longstaff and Hayden. And we've just like we're just in a fortunate situation where like our midfield has finally become a position we're somewhat deep at. So that being said, my gut tells me that it's going to be Longstaff and Hayden. I that's, what so. my gut, that's what my gut tells me. And I yeah. mean, I hope so too. I think, I think Hayden is, is like, I think for all the things Diame offers, 
I think Hayden, his ability to like not pass the ball out of bounds randomly is just so crucial. And you love to see that because Diame does that way too often. And I love Diame. I think he's a great guy. He's a nice chap. Um, <laughs> You know, really electric, really nice motor, but I just hate that. And I honestly don't see a reason to start Key over Longstaff. I think they both kind of offer you similar things, but Longstaff's more athletic. He, he seems like he wants it more. And Key has just been a little inconsistent this season. Um, if I think if Shelby was fully healthy and you're looking at Shelby versus Longstaff, then we have a legitimate conversation. But for the time being, I just, you know, stick with what's been working until it doesn't work anymore. And this, and this is the perfect match to determine if it works anymore. This is like you expect your midfield to boss Huddersfield midfield, um, and then if it's not working, then you're like, okay, maybe it's time to move on. So I don't know. That's that's kind of my starting lineup. It, it took a while to get there. I kind of processed it all while talking on the podcast. So that was a trip into my brain. Everyone got to experience. Yeah. So I would say for this, this is a high pressure match for one person and one person only, and that's Almiron. So. You expect being a record signing going up against the worst team, like unanimous last place team in the Prem. Like you, you expect him to dominate in a match like this. So I'm really going to be watching that because that's that. This is the game where I expect him to absolutely take over, and that's what you expect from seeing Genie and Johan Kabai and Hayden Panarfa against opponents that are worse than us. They took over. They dominated. So uh, that's what I expect to see here. Um, so I'm really. That's just one thing that I'm really going to key in on and it it's, comes naturally because he's our record signing now so let's make something happen with it uh all right so let's get into some stats um it's not good if you're a Huddersfield fan listening to this I'm sorry but why would you be listening to this in the first place I mean what else are they gonna, they're not going to listen to their own podcast because that would be I wonder awful. if there are Hutter, there has to be Huddersfield podcasts right maybe not in, in the U.S. but I'm sure there are in England yeah. Shout, uh, out, shout out Great Britain. Yeah, GB Hall. All right, so um, the Terriers have one point from their last 13 matches. Ooh. Ooh, that's, that's bad. bad. Um, the last point they got was a draw at Cardiff. Um, so, oh, man, that's really bad. So on the road this season – Huddersfield have won once. They beat Wolves 2-0. They've drawn three times, 1-1 at Everton, and then Burnley, and then at 0-0 at Cardiff, and they lost the rest, lost the other eight. Um, So they are the, along with Fulham, Huddersfield are the lowest away scorers in the Premier League. So they don't do well on the road. Some other things is (laughs) – I have have a few. Um, They have been losing at both halftime and full-time for their last four matches. So they literally – it's not good. Um, They failed to score in their last three away matches. Um, So, yeah, that's not good. And then the last thing for 538, they do their percentages on how each match is going to go. And you won't see this a lot either, but Newcastle have a 56% chance to win, mm. a 29% chance to draw, and a 15% chance to lose the match. So odds are forever in our favor, Newcastle United. Elijah, I must ask you, kind sir, what is your prediction, my friend? I think we're going to break the streak 
uh, uh, one nil games against okay. Huddersfield. Um, I think it'll be two nil win for Newcastle. Um, and my bold prediction is that Miguel Almiron will get an assist. Um, he's gotten right. close. Uh, looking at like the match commentary from Siske Moscow, the link up play between him and Rondon is getting there. Like, um, like he's be able to play balls down, like, you know, where Rondon wants them and things like that. So I just think that the link up play between them is going to be pretty, pretty crucial. And I mean, Almiron, he's going to always, he's, he's not selfish. Like he's going to look to assist more than he is to score, which is like, maybe you want that. Maybe you don't want that. I mean, but if you have a guy like Rondon, who's a proven finisher, maybe that's good. So um, it works if he has a proven finisher. And I think that yeah. that's what's going to happen. He's going to, he's going to at least try to get an assist. Um, I don't know who else is going to score, but I think it'll be our own assist to someone, maybe to Rondon. Um, yeah. Two, no one. That's, that's, uh, that's my prediction. All right. And I'm going to continue with the streak. It's going to be a deja vu of sorts. I think Newcastle will dominate this match. So it's going to be opposite from the last one. But I think Rondon will score, and it will be a 1-0 win for Newcastle United. Why do you want this streak to continue? Uh, I, it's just what I think. Dude, you know what's wild is that I, we're going to be know, watching we, this with Warren Barton. That's the crazy thing. We are. and Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to. That's just like yeah. just now. Yeah, so. I'm gonna be. Wa- we're gonna be watching it, this match with Warren Barton, um, a legend of the time. Uh, check us out because we're gonna be we're gonna be posting some links to watch our interview live with Warren. So you're gonna be able to do that. Also, if you're on Reddit, we're gonna be popping off on there. So yeah, check us we out will. there. Probably um, tomorrow. Yeah. So r- literally, like, please email us. Email us at chn. Radio NUFC at gmail.com and just let us know if there's any feedback that you'd like to give. If there's any suggestions, anything that you like to see from from us that you see maybe other podcasts do. And any, any feedback feedback like that is awesome. So let us know. Let a, either one of us know. You know where to find us on Twitter. Follow our podcast account at chn underscore radio. There are no questions today because we have plenty of them coming up on Saturday. Oh yeah. Um, I got Elijah, people me questions left and right, brother. Ooh. So do you have anything else to give to the people before we depart? No, I'm just uh, – yeah, look, be on the lookout for stuff. Um, it's going to be a fun weekend. It's going to be a really fun weekend. Um, and looking forward to meeting some of you guys in person. Um, there's already been – there's been a couple of people over the past few weeks who they've, you know, tweeted at us and like, hey, looking forward to meeting you or something like that. Or So it's going to be cool to see some of you guys and uh, yeah. meet you guys. And uh, get that room of like 50 people to just be like, to all uh, rate us five stars on, on iTunes all at the same time. <laughs> that would just be great. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> That'd be insane. But yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited. Excited to meet Greg. If we get 100 reviews, we should do a podcast where we just read everybody's review. <laughs> if we get to 100 reviews, we just get tattoos. Maybe. Yeah, dude. I, there's a girl in one of my classes who's doing free tattoos right now because she just got her license. So she's trying to build up her. Look, uh, you've told me other stories about girls in your classes, so I don't. I don't know if this. Is oh well. Hopefully, All my right. girlfriend doesn't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll end it on that note. Um, thank you for listening to episode 43 of CHN Radio. Episode 44 is about to be a banger, y'all. We're excited for that. And until then, enjoy yourselves. Stay safe. 
maybe drink a little and away the lats. Oh, no, 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 no. 